Do you want to try that again, or do you want me to go with that? You're giving me a lot of ammunition here for this edit that I will do. Oh, well, at least one of us makes me laugh. (laughs) Oh. And welcome to the fourth Animal Crossing podlet featuring me, Pip, and you, Chris. Hello. <laughs> that's, that's the one I am. <laughs> um, we are back to our village um, curating ways, and a fairly hefty uh, update has recently landed, which involves... Uh, both of us getting into the sea. It's where I've been going for a long time, mm-hmm. um, but I've finally gotten all the way in. Nice. Yeah, so it's been um, it's been two months since we recorded one of these. I just realised, <laughs> and this is the fourth Animal Crossing um, little podcast that we've done, and uh, all of these facts are very alien to me because I have a little, at least a little bit of Animal Crossing every day uh, since it came out, and time is now. Uh, a bizarre illusion that means not much to me um, at all. So it's nice to mark it in this way that I still exist, you still exist, this game still exists, and now it has swimming in it. Um. <laughs> that that is the big change that I was alluding mm. to with the update. It is the the diving part of the summer update, which mm. is has opened up the waters immediately surrounding the island, so that one can put on. A wetsuit, which itself has not been a, a without controversy <laughs> dressing choice. Really? On um, what basis? Oh, have you not heard all about no, this? No, no, I'm not really in on the Animal Crossing discourse at the moment. Ah, well, in that case, I, if you will uh, allow me, I just need Please. to capture a uh, creature, and then I will pull up one of our lovely readers' comments that may sort of start to shed light on the situation. Ah, what? a sea slug. Oh, a sea slug, I see. Mm, yes. I'm, I'm currently just dicking around in the sea. <laughs> well, and so, um, the comment was from uh, B in public uh, via mm. the Twitter, who says, just wanted to say I'm looking forward to this, that I've loved and appreciated the previous ones. I should probably have started after the compliments, shouldn't I? But I'm enjoying no, this. No, no, I mean... <laughs> I, I, one thing I've learned about podcasting is you always read the compliments because mm. if someone's not enjoying the podcast, that will make them change their minds. That's how that works. <laughs> and that, uh, and then they conclude, and that while I'm sure they had some inscrutable reason for doing it the way that they did, the implementation of the wetsuits as tools and not clothing is frustrating. Which cuts to uh, the core of a conversation that has been happening on my own Animal Crossing Discord community mm. about the fact that um, because the wetsuit is treated in the game more in line like clothes, uh, like a tool, um, tool than clothes, clothes yeah. uh, it, it means that your outfits can end up a bit out of sync or you put it on over a wedding dress or, you know, sort of conceptually there's a, a sort of disconnect if you are particularly <laughs> role-playing. 
Um, so as somebody who is very into the fashion side of things and actually uses the wand, which both of which I have uh, yeah. definitely not massively embraced, um, you may be best placed to. Yeah, that didn't occur to me at all. Like really at all. Like it's a tiny bit inconvenient that, uh, you have to go down to the clothing menu that no one ever uses, um, to remove the wetsuit when you want to be done with it. But it doesn't, like, dump all the rest of your clothes into your inventory or anything like that. It, it is just a thing you put on and then you can press A to get in the sea. But and do you find it weird that you can, you know, go diving while wearing high-heeled shoes and, and like, massive, like, leggings I mean, and things? not really, no. Because I have control over that. And, <laughs> like, it's not like the game's forcing me to go swimming in the sea in my wedding dress. And also, like, you know, I think... Like, benefit of the doubt, I think there's a sort of degree of, um, be- like, believability with Animal Crossing anyway, right? Like, I'm currently... So, in my pants right now, like, I don't have any visible means of carrying objects on me. So, in my trousers, in my short pockets, in my short, short pockets, I am carrying a magical wand that itself contains eight other outfits. <laughs> a watering can, a ladder, a fishing rod, a stone axe, uh, five different customization kits that allow me to recolor any piece of furniture any way I want... A shovel, a slingshot, a net, a vaulting pole, two special blue seashells, 23 rocks, 10 planks of wood of one kind, 30 planks of wood of a different kind, four bits of iron ore, 26 tree branches, two hunks of clay, a big piece of hardwood, 200,000 bells in cash, a pair of retro shades and a sea pineapple. And so if the issue is I can't believe my immersion is ruined because I'm wearing a wetsuit over a fancy sort of 80s style jacket and crop pants combo then I really don't I really don't think that's a problem is what I'm saying I don't know because I do have a lot of sympathy for like the idea that you know you you do get to at least visually role play what you're doing or Mm. whatever and so if you put on a wetsuit and you are sort of suddenly half in business attire, but also can just wander into the sea with no mm. ill effects. That does feel that there is something of a disconnect there, and it does feel a bit weird in some ways. But I think, I mean, I've just checked my pockets. I've got a whale shark in there, <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're pleased to see me. Well, um, I'm pleased to see the whale shark. Anyway. <laughs> Um, but I, I think one of the other aspects of this is that I think a lot of people would quite like the ability for the wetsuit to be worn as one of the wand options and and that sort of Mm. fits with how they use the, the wand in other scenarios. I will say that that doesn't ring true for me because I use the wand in... Like, I, I, well, I don't use the wand as the key problem here, but I also don't really, um, I don't know. I think maybe I've been conditioned by so many years of Animal Crossing doing this differently in New, um, New Leaf. Like, mm. you would get this wetsuit and you would put it on on the, on the island that you had already traveled to get to. So there was al- already a certain amount of faff involved. Yeah. And, I, I guess I've never really got into the habit of using 
from wands to to change my outfits anyway mm. um partly because i'll sometimes forget that i'm i'm wearing a wand outfit and then you know you talk to some of the npcs like label or you'll go into the able sisters shop and try and use the changing room and it's like well you can't do those things if you're wearing a wand outfit because the game yeah. doesn't register those as actual clothes that you're wearing so yeah. i tend to just not bother with it because the things that i that i do with regards to clothes kind of hinge around them needing to be actual clothes so i find mm. that the wand adds faff i don't know whether i would rethink that if it added the ability to you know get in and out of a wetsuit and appropriate bare legs kind of combo yeah but um, i feel like yeah. just context sensitive stuff like do you want to get changed into your wetsuit when you press a on the c would be something a on the c a on the c because a on the c not b on the c or y on the c uh not to interrupt but tutu who's a bear in a cardigan has decided that she wants to give me a nickname and the nickname she wants to give me is super fan oh wow uh, i I would like to declare that not cool (laughs) what do your villagers call you at the moment biscuit have you Oh, actually, hang oh, on. But is it an American biscuit or a UK um, biscuit? Uh, it's a savoury biscuit. Um, uh, I don't know. Um, actually, hang on. So I've just changed. Um, so um, is it is your nickname on a per villager basis or is it an island wide basis? It can spread. So basically, what happened on mine is. Um, I believe Benjamin started calling me Wonderbud, and then other villagers started coming up to me and saying, hey, is it all right if I call you this too? I like Mm. the sound of it. But then one of them was like, I'm bored with this. Can I call you something else? And I didn't like their suggestion, so I'm still Wonderbud. But then Benjamin, who I can never say no to, said that he was bored of it. And so he was like, well, can I call you something else instead? So we settled on hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. And the other villagers are sort of now a mixture of calling me Wonderbud and hot dog. But I do love it when they like start running after you shouting, Wonderbud, it's nice to see I like Biscuit as a nickname, personally. So, so yeah, not to interrupt um, diving discourse, but yeah. Um, I think, so I was, I just realised I didn't want to sound dismissive of the kind of role-playing aspect, because obviously I kind of get that. But I also appreciate that like, that's not really how I see Animal Crossing. Like, I'm sensitive to inconvenience. Mm. And as tools go, this way of doing things is quite convenient. Like, I like that I once I've got the wetsuit on, I've just got it on, and I don't have to, like, you know, press a button to keep using it or whatever. Like, I've, you know, I've got it equipped as I'm running around. So, mm. you know. I think for me also, like, I encountered a few oh-wow moments when people were discussing this. So one of them was people use the wand, huh? And then another one was, people take the wetsuit off, huh? (laughs) (laughs) So... Yeah, right. I think perhaps I am definitely not the the target audience for this. But also, I, I think for me, a lot of this is... As with a lot of Animal Crossing's weird quirks, um, I have this weight of historical knowledge slash baggage that means Mm. that some of the decisions that are perhaps arbitrary to new players or difficult or weird um, just feel normal to me because I've been doing them in the series for ages. And also because um, gradually over time some of the things that were real pains in the backside have been like patched out or improved so Mm. you know i remember with like the gamecube you would have to it it would load each sort of 
it's square you know like whatever four by four whatever it was i can't remember the dimensions but of the of the the land that was your village it would have to load each grid square individually so if you ran from left to right and then needed to go back like a few inches in in game real estate but it happened to be on the border of that thing Mm -hmm. you know it would that would be a pain. And so, like, I guess there is a part of me that is still absolutely elated at the idea that all of this is seamless. You know, you yeah, can go right. from, from left to right, Chris, and back again. And up and down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I see that. And I think also it's like, you know, it's a new thing. And I think, obviously, I think the wetsuit implementation, treating swimming, deep water swimming as a, as a tool rather than something you can just do. I can understand why people might want to be able to come up with their own outfits for going swimming and stuff. Um, but I can also understand the game, the developer reason why you would add this as a new item and create a new stream of things for people to collect and Mm. stuff like that. Something that has been interesting is I think that watching people articulate why they do or don't like it, regardless of like the lens that they try and put on that, it just, I find it interesting because it tells me how they personally like to play. Yeah, right. And so, and it also helps me put my finger on why I do or don't agree with some of these things. Like right now, um, one of the things that I really love about the deep sea diving is that while I'm in the sea, I'm not being expected to do a million other things. Like mm. I'm not going to get bitten by a mosquito. I'm not going to get a villager asking Ask me whether they can leave the town. I'm not <laughs> going to get, you know, um, just other things constantly crashing into my field of view or like mm. going, Oh, I should really deal with these flowers. The situation's out of control. Yeah. Or right. Whatever. Um, so I think the only things that I would really like to be able to do while at sea that I think you can't is, um, and I, and I haven't tested this for myself because I haven't had the, the right combination of circumstances, but, um, I don't think that you can wish upon stars while you're in while the ocean. You're in the ocean. Yeah. And that feels weird to me because it's not a thing that has any concrete effects. Like it makes sense to me that you wouldn't be able to shoot down balloons because the present would fall into the sea. Mm. Um, and it makes sense that you wouldn't equip a spade because you know, what all you of those things. But yeah. yeah, the idea of, okay, well, but why can't I do the, I've been where a scorpion have fallen know. on my face. I haven't seen scorpions in so long. I've seen two in two days and both times I've been stung and fallen on my face. I wonder if it's because my situation with the flowers is so bad. Like, mm. maybe there's just no space for a scorpion to spawn. Um, but the other thing that I was going to say about diving is I think that I'm also really inclined to not defend it, but it's it's the area of the game that contains the creatures that I love the most in real life. Like yeah. it's got jellyfish, it's got garden eels, it's got my beloved octopus mm. and my mantis shrimp, like BFF. Yeah. So I think even if it had things that were annoying me far more, I think I would still be, inclined to persevere with it or try and meet it more than halfway because it, it, it's mm. 
it has that value to me. Whereas maybe if you're far more into land-based stuff, it just becomes this odd appendix that you never interact yeah. with. It's interesting because I sort of, I mean, this gets into broader games things we don't have to talk about in this sort of mini pod, but like for me, I, I remember seeing obviously it's a free update. Um, it's the most substantial update they've done yet. I think in terms of adding something pretty chunky to the game, obviously there's been events and the wedding thing and seasonal stuff, but this is like the first new, uh, I think this and red's art, you know, bootleg art boat, the two things that add something that, you know, it's a, it's a new kind of thing to collect, basically, in a collection game. And and it's also, and it's more substantial than Red's because it's something you can engage with every day rather than just when when he sh- decides to show up, which if you're me is almost never. They've actually rejigged that a bit mm. so that the NPCs spawn a bit more reliably. But the reason I mention that is because it's, um, it's um, like... It strikes me. I mean, it's not like mega deep a system scope, but none of Animal Crossing systems are. Like, it's it's just you poodle about. When you see some bubbles coming up, you go down to the sea. You hopefully grab whatever it is, and you, if it's new, you can give it to um, Bathers and you know add it to your museum. Mm. And like uh, Pascal just leapt out of the sea and gave me a fright midway through saying that. <laughs> um, but yeah, but it's it's like I see it as, as sort of a pretty harmless addition. Mm. But I can understand how it has a relationship. I think people who are, we should talk about our relationship with the game over the last couple of months and how it's changed. But if some, I can understand that if someone is really committed to a particular way of doing things in the game, then any disruption to that can be um, unpleasant. But I was actually kind of struck by like how seamlessly it seems to just slide into the list of things you can do in the game with the addition of basically just one new tool and a couple of new item types. Um, but I guess that comes down to like again how you think of your daily routine in the game and how much you feel that you need to get out of it in a day and to have done everything you want to do and Mm. how much control you need over every aspect of that experience yeah i think the two things um aside from the the stuff that we've already discussed i think there are two things that i would say struck me as i would really like it if the developers figured out how to make it happen um, one of them is the ability for you to swim in, you know, your rivers or ponds. Mm. That would be really nice. Um, I appreciate that it's probably a set of specific mechanical challenges because of how you interact with those bodies of water and how they're not like the game probably doesn't designate them the same in any way. Yeah, right. Really. Um, so I, but that's something I would be interested to see. And the other thing is I would be interested for the game to, um, express to some degree either that the villagers were, were choosing not to go in. Like maybe they're all a bit afraid of the water and think that you're, you've lost mm. your marbles, you know, um, or that, or that they don't like getting wet or cold or you something. You mean like why they don't do it now that it's been declared safe? Well, yeah, like, cause it's not, cause on a, on a meta level or on a kind of external to the game fiction level, you wouldn't want one of them to be swimming really far out and you, you don't see them and you're looking for them to give them something or to interact with them and, and they're just nowhere to be found because they're in some weird corner of the sea and you're yeah, not right. swimming fast enough to find them or whatever. So 
I understand why you wouldn't do that, but I was wondering whether they could at least paddle or like mm. maybe they could go out, but only as far as the, the normal area where you catch fish, you know, yeah. so that you can always, always see them from the shore. Does it does it make the system feel thinner to you that, that it doesn't intersect with the games other systems like that? Because it, it doesn't to me like that didn't even occur to me as an absence, but I can see where you're coming from. I think... It wasn't something that had occurred to me because I'm not used to it from other games. It was something that came about as friends of mine were discussing why they felt weird about it. Like they can see their animal villages elsewhere in the game. And then suddenly there's this whole area that is entirely kind of out of bounds for them and they never address it. Yeah, um, right. And so I was thinking about how I would like them to handle that. And I think I would like to maybe see them paddling or see them kind of mm. being curious about you going in the water when they absolutely wouldn't. Mm. Um, like, you know, because there are ways that you could handle that. For example, just saying there are literal sharks in this sea because yeah, they're right. not wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and so... I I think that that would feel like a satisfying way of of it not just being a I think for me it's it's about the fact that it does feel very much like a system that has been inherited and needs to be in the game but in some ways hasn't been updated to to feel like a a part of the game that isn't inherited you know like that it's still vibrant or i Mm. I don't know like it's it's interesting because like yeah like i guess i mean here's me the person with no prior experience of animal crossing and also well really and also no like and you know we we will get to talking about this but who like honestly has kind of felt like i've gotten what i need out of the game in a lot of ways so something like this is a fun bonus and i'm having fun right now just swimming around finding octopuses in the sea Hmm. But I kind of don't need to be more than that. And I have, you know, made, made my peace with not collecting everything. So I'm just sort of grabbing what I, you know, finding things I think are interesting. Like, I, I can understand, um, I can understand how it feels to people who really do live in the game and, and who invest much more heavily in the life sim aspect of it rather than the kind of collecting aspect of it. Um, but it's sort of, it's, it's an, and it's an interesting transition, I think, for that reason, as Animal Crossing becomes this kind of service, well, Two things. One, it becomes a service thing where a patch like this feels pretty substantial, um, gets people excited, and then obviously you deal with the the consequences of people's uh, the reality and maybe not quite matching up to people's excitement um, a couple of months into the life of the game. But also uh, the fact that, as we've discussed before, I think the fact that this particular game is having to maybe carry a, a burden of investment from people that it wouldn't have done had the the world not changed in the way that it has over the last couple of months. Yeah. People are investing very, very... I mean, there would always be people who invest extremely heavily and and who, for every every minute change, is a big deal and, and, you know, will will elicit kind of strong feelings. Me, for example. Yeah, but um, this circumstance has definitely generated a much bigger community of people for whom Animal Crossing is a really important game and a bit of a social lifeline and all all, everything else that entails. And so it's sort of interesting, like, I wonder what kind of update would even be seen as enough in that circumstance, like, you know, like... Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. I think, I think I approach this knowing full well that I'm probably in the minority in terms mm. of 
both the amount of time I have devoted to this game in some ways and also in terms of the historical hours that I have poured into every iteration of the franchise except Happy Home Academy, right? Mm. Um, Like, I'm still playing Pocket Camp. One Animal Crossing is not enough for some people, so you need to, you know, play two at the same time because that's the only way you can feel alive. (laughs) I feel like it's all very intense, isn't it? Um, but we should, I mean, I think, I think that's a good segue into talking about how, how, what relationships with the game change. Cause it's been, a, I think in the, in the months, the first months where the game came out, we do record those first couple of podcasts. You were definitely playing way more than me. And I think we even did the kind of hours count on the last time we recorded about the game. Oh God, should I try mine Only now? if you want to. Um, how many are you on? That, shall I find out? Hang on. Yeah, where does it say? In you have to go back to the profile. main switch menu and then your profile. So. Okay. I have played 105 hours of Animal Crossing, and I think I was on 80-something, maybe. I can't remember. Whatever it was I said on the last podcast is what I was on then. I have played slightly more. Okay. It's 520, apparently. Damn. So you played five times more than me. Um, mm. That's actually less than I was expecting. Same. I was yeah. like, oh, how restrained. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was kind of expecting in the thousands at this point. Um, I don't think that quarantine has been going on long enough for that to have happened and for me to have slept at all <laughs> well oh, well, no, that's fair. well um, no okay to rephrase that i don't think quarantine has been going on long enough for me to have poured thousands of hours into animal crossing alongside my pocket camp habit my yeah. team fight tactics habit my other like uh, fish based idle phone games <laughs> yeah. and maybe some slight work <laughs> i think like i can't remember exactly what my count was on so i think i think that probably means about two i think that's about so the 200 to 300 hours, I wish I knew what we'd said in the previous episodes, we could figure out how much more that is. Mm. I think, but I think the difference is, I think you were on something like 180 hours or something, or like 200 hours right. when we last recorded, and this is a very faint memory now, and I was on something like 70 or 80, mm. so I, I, I suspect we're looking at an order of magnitude difference in how much we played in the last two months. Okay. Well, you know, about 200 hours for you versus about 20 for me. Yeah. Which is quite a substantial thing, so that's less than an hour a day for me. Um, less than half an hour a day, actually. Well, I think because you, you had a few days when you just weren't on it at all, right? Uh, not really. So I, my bad habit is I really um, regret letting the um, the sort of Nook Miles combo in the terminal and in, in the town hall uh, lapse. I've let it lapse twice ever. Um, so a lot of the time I will switch it on, run around, check what's in the shops, gather furniture, mm. and then you know, boot up the terminal and see if there are any UK sliders on. So, like, I can give the update on what I've been doing in this game really quickly, and it's related to that. And it's basically that not long after we recorded the last one, I think, I got the final kind of Nook Miles achievement for making money on the stock market. Right. Like, t- making 10 million. And I had bought everything I wanted structurally for the island. I'd gotten all the upgrades. I'd pay off all the debts. And I had a big nest egg, which I just could use to buy furniture, essentially. Mm. And I'd gotten an S-rank house. I love house. the phrase nest egg. It just yeah. conjures up this idea of someone taking just a beautiful egg into a place and going, what can I buy for my egg? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, well, I can buy anything with my egg, I've discovered, because the prices <laughs> of items in this are extremely random. Um, but, um, and then, so after that, like, I just sort of, like, 
but you know, um, it, my plan was to, you know, kind of get to a five star island because that's kind of that was the last sort of um, mm. significant kind of game milestone remaining to me. I'd done the house, I'd done you know a lot of other things, um, but I just sort of lost steam at that point somewhat. So the game became switch it on once a day, have a little run around, maybe do some weeding. But mm. I've got so much, I've got so much money and so much iron and wood and all the rest of it now that I don't need to do what I was doing, which was at least every day, you know, rinsing every resource node and kind of going around doing that. Mm. I quite like my set of villages, so I'm not really bothered about that. Um, I quite like that the flowers are growing everywhere, although I try and keep them off the paths and weed and stuff. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, all I would do is like buy new clothes, change my outfit because I do not like having the same look for a long period of time. Um, You're such a little fashionist doing this game. (laughs) Um, make sure, see if there's anything I want from the Nook shop, um, and maybe just put it in storage or put it somewhere if I do, and then check for new KK Slider songs. I got to the point where my living room is now completely wallpapered in KK Slider. Mm. Um, um, and. Love a bit of KK Slider. I do, uh, very much. But I think at that point, and this is the big difference between how you and I have appreciated the game, I kind of felt like I'd finished it. Mm. Like I'd done and sort of seen everything pretty much i mean obviously an update will bring me back in the new events and things um i wanted to keep that combo going just because it tickles something in my lizard brain that needs tickling or at least its presence makes it very hard for me to not to let it lapse Mm. which is just very much how i'm wired um you know if the game didn't have that sort of daily login bonus thing um i would have gone weeks i think without looking right i see um and I think that, I mean, that's, this is not a criticism about the game at all. It's very respectable to play 80 hours of anything and then be like, yeah, I finished this. Um, and it, but it's only really because of the game's sort of broader life and the role it has in your life and things that I've continued to see it as something that, like, it's always, you know, it's on my mind as something I should do in a day. Am I some sort of Animal Crossing monster? No, not at all. You're just a <laughs> I've ruined your Animal life. Crossing master. Um oh, no. Feel like that I've just found nice. an earth boring dung beetle. They're beautiful. They're very shiny. They're this kind of purple and bronze, kind of iridescent, mm. beautiful little scaraby looking thing. I really need to look that up and find out what they actually do and where. Well, I think they bore into the earth one. to find poo. It is well, the name. Yes, but. I want to know if I could see one hmm. in real life, you know? Yeah. I want to know where they live. <laughs> not, not, you know, yeah, like, beats. not the the poop thing, but the actual, like, the home address kind of thing. Yeah. And, like, I mean, it's honestly, like, my update in terms of what I've been up to is as simple as that. Like, I haven't even really decorated more substantially, a mm. tiny bit more. Um, and I think... Anecdotally, I think that is not necessarily an uncommon experience. Like, people, you know... so I think some people will hit that you know, 40 to 80 hour line and go like, yep, done this now. And who are these people? Well, right. And I think you sort of saw that because I was part of some of the same discords as you. And I think just based on timing and how long it takes with an average amount of buying, a lot of people were getting that, like, um, a lot of people were getting that, like, um, you know, 10 million bells on the stock market achievement around the same time, just based on how long it takes. And I did notice like a massive dip in the amount of people actively trying to find good belt, the good uh, turnip prices and stuff. 
after that? Yeah, everything's a lot quieter at the moment. And I was expecting that because that is how this stuff tends to go. You know, people will burn out on um, on playing and on, you know, the, the daily check-in unless they are a very specific... Um, getting something incredibly specific from the game. Um, and so I guess I was thinking that it would taper off but I do find myself a little bit like oh <laughs> you know like I'll I'll say that my island is open and whereas previously there used to be like a kind of stream of people just because there were a lot of people online who were looking for things to do or things to collect or places to explore you know, you would have maybe a, a, a trickle of traffic um, throughout the time that you were open. But now it feels like I definitely, I do find myself like trying to almost advertise my island. Like, oh, Red's here today. Um, <laughs> Visit Pippington, well, home of art crime. But that, the thing with that is that because I don't really care about what's genuine and what's not, because I refuse to play the museum game on that one. Um, <laughs> and so I just buy things that I want to hang up on my wall. Mm. Um, so that means that I don't check what's real and what's not. So when I open up and I say, well, Red's here, if you want to come check it out, people have to turn up, otherwise they won't know if I've got what they want and it's real, because <laughs> I won't just tell them because <laughs> I'm not interested. <laughs> so that's my my more reliable way of having visitors. <laughs> Well, so I wanted to ask, because, like, obviously I'm aware that you, you still play a ton of the game and that you're still getting a lot out of it, but, like, I don't really know what your, like, daily life on Animal Crossing actually entails, given that mine is so far the other extreme, where sometimes it's five minutes and I'm like, yeah, kind. I don't want to buy any of these fans, I'm going. This is, like, when my mother looks at my my job or something and what says, do you do? what is it that you actually do? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do in Animal Crossing here? That's, what well, is she building in there? Well, at the moment, I've been indulging in something that a lot of people are not keen on, which is time travel. <gasps> Ooh, mm-hmm. you've done a time crime. Um, tell me about time crime. Time crime. Well, actually, tell me, like, I, I would like to know, like, what lead, you know, what, how, how has your engagement with the game changed and how has that led you to time crime? So I'm definitely, I will refute time crime as a label. <laughs> I think. Um, but... I appreciate I'm being a bit of a time cop. <laughs> God. I think um, something that I have noticed is that as fewer people are around, I didn't build up the communities that I did with Pocket Camp. Like, with Pocket mm. Camp, um, because nobody around me really stuck with it. You know, people would sort of dip in and out, but I only had maybe two friends that, that stuck with it over a long period of time. Mm. And so if I wanted extra visitors or extra people to help me get into the quarry or, you know, because there were lots of those microtransaction-y, or not microtransaction, but like the ways that you circumvented the microtransactions were often, you know, you needed other people to chip in or help out or, you Mm -hmm. know. And so in doing that, I ended up on the subreddit a whole bunch and, and made friends via that. Like there would be monthly, like, what's your friend code kind of threads and people would add each other based on that or 
you know, if if they needed um, to buy particular bugs or something, you could friend them and then sell them in, in your little marketplace box for, you know, whatever amount. And mm. yeah, there was just definitely more of a sense of having that, having connected with other people who were just as sort of into it as as you were yeah. and in it for the long haul in some ways and you know there was also stuff like that was where I would show off my my latest camp redesign and all of that stuff because it was a an audience of people who really loved that stuff and wanted to like find their inspiration and be inspired and post their own stuff like mm. I got a lot of ideas from that stuff but because I didn't start using it with this because I was getting all of that from real life friends it feels odd now that they've a lot of them have just sort of drifted a bit and I'm like oh I don't have the you know I don't I don't know the tumblers right now I don't really know the yeah the the hot subreddit trends I don't know the I guess the community discourse for want of a less rubbish phrase um like I I've seen some of the drama that has leaked through onto the the main Twitter accounts but um yeah there's definitely a kind of I don't know where I'm at with the game because I'm between communities almost mm. um and also I gave up on like there are things that I was doing and got bored with because I've done them in previous games so many times. Like I right. was trying to breed blue roses. That's usually a, a long-term project because it involves dealing with the behind-the-scenes genetics of plants. Genetics in air quotes. Um, but in this game, I just sort of didn't... I couldn't be bothered again. Mm. And so I... Did it for a while, kind of half-heartedly, while other people were really going for it. And then somebody was like, oh, I've I've got blue roses and I've started to have duplicates. Does anyone want them? And I said no, because I was thinking, well, that's the immediate end point of me having that purpose in this game. Because I, yeah, I right. will not bother doing it myself at that point. And then the next day I went to their island and was like, right, here's my shovel. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to dig up these plants. Um, and I'm fine with that as a decision, but it, it meant that I was like, okay, well, what else do I do? And then there was the, oh, well, I'll make it a five-star island. And then I got the Lily of the Valleys that you get from that, that, that is the reason that I bothered with, with doing that. And then I was like, okay, well, and now what? Because I, I will now just dismantle a lot of bits of my island. <laughs> Um, because I don't like them and they were only there for the, for the rating. Mm. Um, and then now, I don't know, it's kind of this weird in-betweeny space where I built a, um, a, a purple hyacinth area because it looks kind of like a lavender field and that's quite nice. And I've got the graveyard that is, I haven't changed since I started this. And then I built a, a desert area where I essentially put a custom tile over um, some sand terraforming to make it look like it was kind of red sand with mm. lots of sort of gravelly bits maybe. Um, 
and I put lots of uh, red chrysanthemum uh, cushions on there because they look now kind of like um, succulents in in the desert. But mm. I don't know, part of me kind of wants to level the entire island and just t- turn it into a complete desert because, <laughs> well, but because aesthetically that's interesting to me in a way that just all of these flowers that I now just, I'm too tired to cultivate a proper pathway through and maintain it are just yeah everywhere and i spent a lot of time trying to you know waiting for flick to turn up um and because i wanted to trade in my um collection of fireflies for models of fireflies because flick makes models of insects that you hand in if you hand three of them in Mm -hmm. um because i kind of hoped that maybe that would be a kind of lamp in the game and it's like there's a slight glow to it but not much so i was like okay well that's not a thing that i'll pursue i guess because it's you know it's it's just a model of a firefly and it's nice but uh, so i don't know I, I definitely feel in between projects but i can't my brain can't get to a place of and thus stop playing it's right. like you you play but i find myself running around in circles or just being like well i guess i'll trade in these sunfish when cj turns up but mm. i don't really have a and that's why I started time traveling and partly just so that I could do things that I did want to do quicker, you know, with, right. with fear of the, the not boredom spikes, but fear of the aimless moments in between. Like if I'm going right. to be spending my time in this game, I would like to be hassling flick for more, you know, models of insects to see if any of them spark an idea. Yeah, right. Well, I suppose that's the thing is like, it's the way you play, it's kind of a, it's kind of the base assumption is that you want to be playing this game, Mm. but you're getting it to the point where like, there is only so much it can offer you. Yeah. Like, you know, you obviously trying to smell creative freedom and stuff, but like islands get kind of samey at a certain point because it's all pretty much the same biome and unless you do what you've done, render it deserted, salt the earth in some place. Um, and, and yeah, I think it's sort of, again, that question with, with Animal Crossing of like, how much of our lives is this game intended to bear? <laughs> you know what I mean? Is a sort of load bearing thing. I saw the, the take today, I think that, you know, people are using the game to recreate daily grinds and schedules for themselves at a time where those things are more traditionally kind of, uh, Was that fragile. the thing which seemed to be a trending topic of, um... Oh, video games are starting to feel like work, and I was like, "Have yeah, you I mean, never it, played an MMO?" It was, it was, one, it was one of those. Dota? It was one of those very <laughs> mild, like, well, I say mild, not wrong, but like um, obvious takes. But it was interesting that Animal Crossing has been so successful, and it's it's a game. You know, I mean, it really, I think it's done more than any other game in, in recent times, short of something like Minecraft. Mm. Um, to put games in a lot of different people's hands, obviously, something like Fortnite is massively successful. But that success isn't broadly distributed over lots of different kinds of people. Mm. It's not, you know, it's, um, whereas, um, whereas Animal Crossing definitely is, particularly at the time that it came out. 
Mm. And so it's kind of interesting watching the mainstream discover things people use games for therapeutically. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a- fair. Among people that don't think about games that way at all, the warden traditionally. Well, it's interesting because casual games do have a certain amount of that stuff. You know, like there's a lot of um, just bashing your head against a brick wall when it comes to stuff like Candy Crush. So it's kind of, it's interesting to me that 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 doesn't sound like it was part of the same conversation, but I really need to stop, like, weighing in on a thing where I haven't even read the, <laughs> the basic material. I think the other side of it is, I think that is true, but I think also Animal Crossing, by design as a life sim, creates much closer analogies for real work than other games do. So, yeah, so, that's so, true. So someone, like, you know, it, it, it dangles that, it's a low-hanging fruit that take and it but it dangles it low enough that mainstream media can grab it whereas mm. i think people saying like playing candy crush uh forms a job for some people mm. um i think that just in terms of the media landscape that take kind of spirals out into some other subject far quicker than to my animal crossing was like oh i feel like i have a job in this game about having a life and mm. i want to earn a certain amount of money and do the weeding that's like real life like well, it's it, like it, it happened quite that. a lot in um when people's coverage of the sims in particular ways or in mm. um second life it was like what about your first life why are you recreating your first life in your second life yeah, or, right. you know things like that um yeah i don't know i think the other aspect of time travel for me is the idea of being able to visit a particular mood or moment like um there's a tool that somebody um ninji i think um has been working on which essentially is a way of figuring out which of you know bajillions of seeds your weather pattern is yeah and so i've been kind of gradually doing that i keep getting the wrong one because i'm not good enough at um like recognizing the cloud patterns or i keep checking it at half past the hour when it's a stupid perfect combination of both yeah the ends of the hour um weathers and so all i can really tell it is it's raining or it's not raining (laughs) (laughs) um so i keep messing that up i need to start again but one of the things that that does, if you do it correctly, is it can tell you things like um, when you're due a thunderstorm or like a meteor shower or when you're due a rainbow and things like that. Mm. And, and you can actually, you know, seek those out if you if you want to. And I think that's the headspace that I'm currently in is, do you know what? I want to be in this space and have particular experiences and I, I'm already familiar with the types that I can have in this game. Mm. Because I've played it so much, I've seen I've seen a thunderstorm, I've seen, you know, a meteor shower, I've seen like the various different NPCs. And so for me it's like, what do I need right now in terms of my emotional well-being almost like would Mm. it be nice for me to just sit in a nice sunny area and draw something that i can see on the screen or like would it be nice to to have a windy day or something you know like that's part of what i'm trying to achieve right now although weather is continuing to defy me as in real life which is very annoying Mm. oh i think you should have touched on something it's a much bigger subject and it's like think when you get really into a game like this it's natural to kind of want a little bit more control over the simulation and a bit more sense of what's happening and the ability to curate your own experience 
However, the more control you have, it creates that anxiety of control that we talked about a bunch in relation to this game. Yeah. Where when you can control everything, um, where do you stop? And and I find that I find that tension very very interesting because Animal Crossing isn't really a sandbox game. Um, in the traditional sense of like you can just create whatever world you want, you can't paint any island you want from the start of the game and then just start the simulation, right? Like it, it limits your choices in a very specific, very Nintendo way. Mm. And I think I know where my anxieties lie in this space to the extent that with Animal Crossing from the beginning, I've known I'm not going to bother with this. Like I'm not going to create my own floor textures yeah. because I know that that's a rabbit hole and I will, my, it will set off my perfectionism and I won't enjoy it. So I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to pretend that feature doesn't exist for my own sake. Mm. Um, and then I got to a point where the game itself stopped being something that I was sort of um, thinking about every day beyond that short login. Whereas it's interesting, your relationship with it, which is far deeper, how you go back and forth in your own kind of desire to control and then not to control and to kind of live in it and then to have a specific experience that you want to be, you want to be able to uh, have on demand, like... I do apply rules to the time travel because I know that I could so easily ruin everything for myself. Um, My main, like, guiding thing is I am not allowed... I I do not allow myself to travel beyond the current week from Mm. Sunday to Sunday. Um, I'm only allowed to, you know mess around in the few days of that that space yeah because i don't want to suddenly go oh do you know what i'm i'm gonna just find winter i'm gonna i'm just gonna go to a snowy week in Mm. december and that's what i'll do with my life um i don't know that feels like a way of keeping the the right side of um Lack of control? Or yeah. I, I it's interesting. Know. Well, you set your own boundaries there, and it's like, it's such an interesting thing about this game, and, and probably an endless subject that we could discuss, which is the fact that, like, this is the most online Animal Crossing, not just in terms of functionality, but in terms of the context in which it's been released and the community that exists around it, and how the uh, discords and reddits and other things exist around the game. Mm. And that, again, means that you're only always aware of, and we talked about this I think, last time we talked about time travel, you're going to always be aware of other where other people's boundaries are drawn mm. right on a traditional like game boy or ds or gamecube animal crossing you draw you decide what you want to do and what you don't want to do mm. maybe you're vaguely aware of what's possible but like you're not going to be surrounded by people showing you things that they've found or even visiting your island with items that they've you know curated to their own methodology right mm. it just feels like it's a really interesting thing cause it's both an incre- <laughs> so it's like an incredibly relaxing toy of a game you know as sort of like life sim lightweight collection thing where there really isn't much peril there's no you know threat really apart from getting stung by scorpions over and over again or wasps or wasps um but you know it's very chill and very relaxed and it's a sort of well on paper a stress relieving kind of place to be absorbed and get away from the kind of uh, travails of the real world particularly at the moment mm. however it also lends itself to a kind of like existential crisis about how much control to exert over the universe in which that relaxation takes place mm. which is really interesting as a problem like i don't know how nintendo solve it i think that i think they're doing some good things but like i don't think it, it even is a problem that you could solve for every player satisfactorily yeah it's yeah i don't I don't know. It's it feels like it's so, so many different things to so many people, and that's something that you 
and I observe with all of the chat about um about the the deep sea update you know mm. you 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 see people who are like well why can't i do this and you're like oh that's how you're playing the game yeah right. that's something that you even expect to be able to do that's interesting um and yeah i don't know like i don't really have a a, a larger point that i'm building towards with this i think it's I think something I think the main source of anxiety for me right now is that I feel like I can see my time with Animal Crossing becoming this odd thing that isn't fulfilling but that mm. I feel compelled to do for longer than is healthy and then I find yeah. a way to stop but I don't really know how to navigate that beyond acknowledging that it exists right now. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think it's natural as well. For these, I mean, it's impressive that the game has this 500-hour investment from you, mm. you know, and that it's still sustaining it in any way, really. It's impressive that after that amount of time. Yeah, I think I think I, the things that will affect how I stay with the game or don't are very much the stuff of the updates, upcoming updates, like the yeah. how the wedding season worked. I actually quite like that in a few ways because I found that the the parameters of the challenge were interesting to me where you would set up these little wedding scenarios for somebody so they could take a bunch of photos. Mm. Um, but it also, it made enough weird decisions within that that it was not an uncomplicated proposition or that it didn't sometimes just feel super odd within those choices like yeah. why why are we doing this for 30 days what is <laughs> what is this are you like you know it felt like those the the sorts of weddings where somebody has like nine different celebrations and yeah, somehow right. justifies it and you're kind of like you're not getting a present for each and every one of these <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> we need one for family and one for friends <laughs> one for colleagues um, <laughs> one for people that you go past on the bus uh, every now and again you know um, yeah uh, yeah but yeah I kind of I, I think I the thing that I am hoping for is that the game surprises me mm. Um, because at the moment I do feel very much like I kind of know the cadence of the year. Like I know when particular NPCs will turn up. I know when particular types of challenge will, will arrive. I know like the, the yeah. people who are in this cast of characters and the, yeah, just that yearly cycle, like when, mm. when autumn comes around, I'll know what to expect. What, when yeah. winter turns up. You better believe I know how winter works. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, I think that's the good thing about the game is that, like, even if you play, like, I've had this experience, if you play less or you find that it's not, you know, doing it for you in the way that you're used to anymore and you do want to step away from it, the good thing about this one is they are going to add a new thing every now and then. And even if you play with it for a day or two, you've still been prompted to go back and have fun, you know? Yes, but Chris, what if I look away and Benjamin leaves? <laughs> well, he's not going to leave without telling you, is he? Mm, what if he does? Well, he recently tried and you said no, so he's fine for now. That's true. I, I sacrificed Boomer 
on that particular altar because like I was time traveling so much that everybody kept asking to leave because enough days were going past Mm. and then it would be like okay well you don't want anyone to leave at the moment I'll ask you again in a few days but then that realistically would be an hour later and so it was like no Pearl isn't leaving no Benjamin isn't leaving oh Boomer wants to go and eat meals on other islands. That feels like a legitimate thing that is uh, fine. Well, while we've been (laughs) recording this, Lyman, who was one of my first villagers, um, told me that he wanted to leave because he couldn't be bothered to clear his house, to clean his house. Lyman the uh, koala is this. So I just said, clean your house. I was like, (laughs) all right, I'll stay. (laughs) Oh, Um, Lyman, you idiot. That's great. Good reason to say don't leave. I feel like we've we've actually had so much to say. Should we do some questions? Yeah, let's do the questions. I'm surprised by how much we have to say for a game that I played five minutes of a day for the last two months. But yeah. Yeah, definitely. well I guess I've been monologuing at you. I'm terribly no, sorry. No, no, I've been I've had my own <laughs> monologue. I really want Griff to leave, but he's currently dancing in front of the town hall and it's cute. Well, have I got some time travel news for you? <laughs> <laughs> um okay, so I'm just gonna move away from the jukebox. As that music distracts me, because it's such a banger. Mm. Um, so, Tom on the Twitters says, What item you can't currently customise would you like to be able to, and what would you do? Um, and also, has anyone on your islands entered the Book of Grudges yet, and what did they do? Um, so, I don't customise items enough to know what you can and can't customise. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't think you can customise the train set. No. So that's... I know there are variants, but... Yeah, so sometimes I don't really understand why they've chosen to make one thing a customise and one thing a variant. Yeah. Um... Yeah, true. I think um, the train set... Well... There are, like, I've got this diner basement in my house where I just put all of the kind of midlife crisis-y toy objects. And, um, <laughs> and, um, and, uh, the, the, the train set is really cool and you can switch it on and the train goes around the track. But that just feels like a little mini game I want to play. That and the snooker table. Like, I don't care about not being able to play the arcade games that I can put down there mm. or climb the climbing wall or, you know, do anything other than spin the spinny wheel or play darts. You know, I'm fine with them being, kind of pretty uninteractive mm. but the snooker table for some reason the snooker table the pool table and the the train set are like i want to make my own train set <laughs> and i want to actually play pool i think it's because the perspective feels mm. like you should be able to right you're looking down at the table yeah so i would like a customizable train set where you could tell it to match your island or lay out a little track for it or something like that and i appreciate that's a bit wishy-washy wish listy but that's mm. what i want and i won't apologize for it yeah, it's interesting. I'm just looking at the um, the crafting items to see if there's anything in that list that I am confused by the lack of customising options. So some of them are like... So you can customise the stone arch in a bunch of different ways, but you can't customise the standing rock. Mm. Like, why is that? Or why can you not... Like, so the the normal rock and the tall garden rock, no. The stone arch, which is made of three rocks, yes. Like, <laughs> I don't it's mystery. understand. It's a mystery tip. Um, yeah, so I, I guess things like that feel 
it, it, I think that feels like it goes against the game's own consistency. Yeah. And I also, yeah, I wish that I could customize things um, from the the catalog rather than the recipes. Mm. You know more. So have, have any uh, villagers entered your uh, book of grudges as the original keeper of the book of grudges? Not the villagers, Isabel. Ah, what's she done? Well, so for one thing, she is basically just an agent of the Happy Home Academy, who are my <laughs> nemesis par excellence. Or on what basis are they your enemy? Well, because they have all the wrong ideas about what makes an interesting island, and they try and crush creativity by saying everything <laughs> green has to be on this side of the room, and like <laughs> everything has to be part of a set, and oh, why is there not enough rubbish outside on your thing? But oh, you can't put that on the floor, otherwise that's classed as rubbish actually and like we'll dock points from that and it's like do you know what i came here to get away from the happy home academy i can't believe you've pursued me this is awful where did you get this phone number (laughs) um and then they keep sending all these awful annoying passive aggressive letters to my stupid post box um like i'm just gonna dig one out and read it uh far back do I need to go because of the time travel <laughs> about Pip's home it doesn't even say dear Pip like wh- to be fair that is that? how a lot of bills are worded <sighs> dear po- resident points 108,440 no idea if that's good or bad it says rank S fine whatever room design hint it says try collecting the essentials the things you need for day to day life think chair Table, bed, wardrobe, or closet. That'll do. Happy Home Academy. <laughs> do you know what? Miserable Home Academy is what I think about that. I d- it's why? Just a tip, Pip. But it's like, I didn't ask. <laughs> I didn't want any of this information. Um, I have a wardrobe and I don't use it. I have a bath. I don't use that either. I have a moon room and that is the thing that brings me great joy. The moon room. Where is your advice about the moon? Happy Home Academy. You haven't got any because you don't even acknowledge the moon. I mean, you've got their number and you wish they didn't have yours. Um, (laughs) I would like to block them. And Isabel just kept banging on about, you know, things that might please the Happy Home Academy. And it's like, do you know what, Isabel? If you love the Happy Home Academy so much, why don't you just marry Lyle? (laughs) (laughs) Lyle being the otter who was the ambassador of the Happy Home Academy in previous games. I appreciate that. (laughs) There we go. Uh, I don't think I have any uh, similar grudges. Like, I, I'm getting a little bit... I have to say, I'm getting a little tired of Isabel's shtick. But that's often because I play the game for so little time that literally half a day, but I do play every day, mm. that, like, half my engagement with the game is Isabel's announcements, oh, which God, are often at, yeah. like, like half past midnight or something, and she's knackered, and she's obviously been drinking rum all day or something. Like, I do feel sympathy for her a bit, because I'm definitely not, like, the custodian this island needs to meet up, meet her high expectations. And whatever she was planning to get out of this for her career is clearly not going anywhere because she just appears to spend all day drinking and looking at the flower on her desk. Um, so in some ways, I find her the most compelling character in Animal Crossing. But um, I will say I, I'm sort of a little bit... Um, I, I had a, a villager leave who I was reasonably happy to leave. I can't remember who it was now. Well, not happy to leave, but like happy to, you know, find, go on, live your life, whatever. Mm. And I was quite excited to have an empty... Uh, slot again, and you know, an empty uh, 
plot of land mm. uh, for someone to move into. And I was excited to get more campsite visitors because I quite like it when there are people at the campsite. And I I think I went to one or two uh, Nook Miles Islands, but didn't meet anyone I was interested in, in having come live on the island. And then one day, uh, Norma just appeared. Right. And, and Norma is a cow who is normal. I think that's the entire joke. She's just a sort of bit of a nothing burger of a person. That's also a joke. Um, wow. <laughs> And, um, that's hate speech against Norma. I mean, you've got like, don't you have like a sheep that dresses like a hot dog? I mean, I mean, yeah, but I'm not sat here calling her a nothing burger, am I? That's true. Poor old Frita. Yeah, getting chips. Love uh, Frita. Yeah, um, but like, well, I mean, honestly, if Norma had been dressed in a fun costume, that would have made all the difference. But she's just, I mean, I appreciate that she's going to be someone's favorite and they're going to hate me for saying this, but she's just a bit boring and, mm. and my island is is a sort of haven for like i don't know weirdos and i'd like to keep it that way like gruff i don't like griff either because he seems like he's trying too hard <laughs> so i'm looking in my own house now and i'm finding look there's two tables there's two that, that whole just looks tables like, like what you does mean she you're want? right i don't i don't think I, I don't think she's got a leg to stand on and I, I mean and i i don't want to say that isabel anonymously wrote you that letter but she probably Yes, exactly. This is all terrible. I've already capitulated and included a bridge, and I regret that with every fibre of my being. This but is it most, was, yeah, to what know. extent is this simply because you don't like doing what you're told? <laughs> well, with that one, I eventually said okay, because I really like the idea that the animals would now suddenly find out that the island was actually three times as big as they yeah, initially you, thought. Yeah, you didn't track and, them on a tiny, tiny part of the island yeah. because you didn't want to build a bridge. And the first thing they would have seen going over the bridge was the graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. equal parts threatening maybe it's a lot of problem with you and... well then she should bring it up to my face instead of sending me these stupid letters can I read another question <sighs> I mean yes I'm just annoyed with Isabel now <laughs> um, which animal crossing would be the best to live in asks Jeff Fujimoto um, I've only played this one Mm. So I'm going to say this one, and if I have to qualify that, I'm going to say because it changes over time. I think maybe a pocket camp because the uh, villagers or the campers um, actually interact with the objects far more. Mm. So I, I like the idea of them being able to get in like the little hot, you know, natural spring bath or like you know, playing with the trampoline or, you know, all of that stuff in that game. Like, there's... Would you be okay with living in a camper van? I mean, it would be a fairly luxurious camper van because of how mm. I've decked it out, you know, but True. there's also the cabin now, you see. I see. So I would live in that. Obviously not the one that I've decorated because I've decorated it to look like a great British bake-off set, but, mm. um, yeah, I think I would. I think I would live in there. Um, and it's also got a lot more variety of food items. Mm. Mm, important. Exactly. Um, Jeff also asks, if you could bring a villager into the real world, which one would last the longest before something horrible happened? And I just, I don't even know how to contemplate that yeah. because the idea of anything happening to the, even the worst so villagers. I'm fascinated is, by uh, what, so, I mean, so uh, hang on. There's a few different sides to this question that are interesting to me. Mm. One is, you know, okay, are we just assuming that we're kind of bringing the person into this world and, you know, we want to see, like, obviously because there are some pretty daft villages, which ones do we think, you know, would make it in the real world? 
the, mm. the, the, the kind of ominous notion that something horrible will happen is is legit weird. Well, um, something horrible might happen to them, but maybe they would be the something horrible. Maybe yeah, they right. would cause something dreadful. Well, and the other side of this is like, so are we also presupposing that the existence of like a sort of four foot tall um, talking animal person? Hang on a minute, that's you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, uh, <laughs> um, four foot eleven and three quarters. Thank you. <laughs> like you didn't object to any of the other parts of that sentence. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> um, that um, you know that. Well, actually, I mean, so what I was going to say is with the existence of a, you know, would they, would they draw the attention of, you know, the FBI or scientists come to take them away to oh, study them? I like that. Right? No, because that's an entirely <laughs> different film to the one we're positing. I think, of, to answer the first question, of my set, I think Mira would be fine because she has a kind of world-weary attitude and appears to have had some kind of, kind of party kind of wild child history that she doesn't talk about much. Mm. So I think I think she's got what it takes. She's also a luchador and a rabbit. So nice. she'll be fine. I'm looking at my selection of villagers. So at the moment I've got Marina, who is an octopus, Hamlet, who is a hamster, Pearl, who is a cat, Frita, the sheep, Phil, the bird, and possibly a peacock, but with da- slightly dowdy tail feathers. Um Judgy. Well, I didn't ask Phil to move in. That was another Isabel classic. <laughs> um, Benjamin Knox. Uh, Benjamin is a, a, a dog. Knox is a chicken in a suit of armour. Um, there's also Patty the cow, Drift the uh, frog, and Chevra the goat. And I think either Knox, because of um, the yeah. whole armour thing, or Benjamin, because I would protect him for the rest of my days (laughs) (laughs) so i think those are well maybe you're the best and best place to answer this because uh, obviously you've done a decent job of surviving (laughs) 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 and you're as close to animal crossing characters i've ever met in real life well i think the trick is never to acknowledge human weaknesses yeah that's true you know or never to play human games (laughs) (laughs) it's like no (laughs) um that's true There are two questions left. One is from Jamie Vandenberg, who says, Love these podlets. Great to hear you and Chris. Um, What is your favourite Animal Crossing New Horizons activity and why is it swimming around catching deep sea creatures? Well, I mean, we've gotten into the the, the problems that lurk in the deep sea discourse. Mm. But do you have a favourite activity that is not um, Well, so are are we defining activity as like you know, sort of core gameplay loop thing that you go and do every day or whenever you need resources? Or are we defining it as, like, just anything you can do in the game? Well, so I guess my... um, My... I could answer this two ways. One is my favourite activity to do in the game is whichever one I am currently more inclined to engage with. You know, Mm. sometimes that has been designing hats that look like cakes. Um, Sometimes that has been you know, standing on the end of a pier, relentlessly fishing for a marlin. Mm. Um, but I think the one that has like brought me a lot of joy is playing with friends. And so um, and my friend V set up to like set up an animal pie crossing event. P 
Olympic crossing event, people call it, I have never got that pronunciation into my head, where essentially they um, set up two identical grids, like um, little six by six um, Picross grids with the numbers and stuff laid out like floor tiles. Mm. And me and somebody else competed to fill them in like you would a normal pen and paper one, but with flowers of different colours. That's cute. And it was just such a lovely, like creative use of the space. It involved spending time with friends and it was like just really upbeat and joyful and I do find that whenever I'm playing with friends and and actively engaging with that stuff I do find myself just smiling at the screen Mm. like and that's that's such a a Mm. positive and and encouraging experience so I would say on my own you know it's it's whatever thing I'm currently obsessing over (laughs) but more generally it's anything involving hanging out with real people who are excited to be there too Mm. i think for me it's collecting clothes and developing luke's and as a kind of activity that you go and do to get things probably fishing you do love your kk slider collection as well i do that's that's you know uh, yeah like that i have found stalled a little bit simply because like i think i've got like 50 or 60 of the 70 so songs that are in the game and i'm at the mercy of Either KK himself when he comes to visit, or um, mm. or uh, the uh, just a random selection that are available every day. Yeah. Um, because also I buy two of everything. So I've got one for the jukebox and one for the wall. Oh yeah. Um, but it's probably going to spread into a second room soon. Cause I've got that <laughs> many of them. Um, but that's just due to my uh, you know love and, and loyalty to greatest living musician who's a dog, KK Slater. Mm. Um, the. The final question. Mm-hmm. Sorry, did I? No, 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 no. The final question comes from Tarbin Yutka, who asks, and this we've actually largely covered this, but I just wanted to check and see if you had anything mm-hmm. else that you wanted to say. Um, what have you been doing to keep Animal Crossing fresh or interesting as your hours played increases? Like, I guess, have you specifically changed anything up to to try and um, mess uh, with those patterns? Not or? really, because I think you know I hit obviously a slump with it. Um, I think the I find it, it's, uh, it's true of almost anything I do. If I hit a stump with something, I need to go tidy in order to re-engage with it. Mm. And so when I've wanted to, like this today, when I wanted to kind of reconnect to the game in order to get some more out of the whole thing, it's necessary for me to run around my whole island, sorting out the pathways, you know, rearranging the flowers. Um, Would you do mine? <laughs> no. Look at this graveyard. Look ah! how overgrown it is. Yeah, I can't handle that. Oh. What do you do? I mean, well, I clearly don't tidy, do I? (laughs) I think something that I would like to try getting more into the habit of is um, cultivating that sense of a community outside of my real-life friends Mm. on on the Discord and stuff. Um, Because I, I think that might be the missing piece in terms of me doing them more like um yeah. creating my own tile sets creating you know more um mm. interiors you know like more definite areas of the island i think i think that's where i've notably stalled in ways that i haven't in previous games mm. like there would have been oh let's do this thing in a, in this theme or let's try and set up this area to look like this thing is happening or this tableau is happening. And I, I'm not really sure what's behind that lack of momentum on that front. Like I say, it might be that I've just not 
um, done the community side of things in the same way. But I think also, um, in some ways, Animal Crossing New Horizons feels like a little bit of a step back from Pocket Camp in terms of how the animals can interact with objects. Mm. And I think that does like it doesn't really matter in the moment to moment stuff but when you're then planning oh this is a scene that i would like to to put in the game or something or like an area that they might in air quotes enjoy it's like but they won't interact with it they'll just walk through it and it won't be a thing that's Mm. real like i think i got used to the animals actually lying down on things or drinking coffee from things or yeah or like just sitting down and reading a comic (laughs) the two things i do (laughs) (laughs) i don't know like and they do a couple of those things but not many like they they do like i say they use the trampoline to bounce on in the in the other game or they yeah it I think I didn't realise how used to it I had got until it stopped being there and I stopped wanting to make the scenes for them. Yeah, right. I think that's... A, I think that's... I mean, that would make a big difference, I think, if if the stuff in the environment was both more interactive and also more interacted with. Mm. Or even just if you could maybe play a little game with them. Um, there's a game called... A digital bird playground and it's actually more just a space which gives you just enough um tools that you and other players can just run around it and flow from self-created activity to self-created activity like there might be for example an area with what is clearly like a goal post and maybe some like ball like objects lying around and you could maybe try you know, mm. you know like yeah, yeah. pushing them into the goal and then a timer ticks a, a score ticks up but it's you know you could do that that way or you could all just run around throwing frogs at each other or you could try and use a bike to ride the the balls into the net you know like it's this weirdly creative space and it feels like i would love to see something like that in this game like Mm. balls that you can kick or like a a net that you can you know like that has a a a time a a score clicker that can go up or down you know just something that that acknowledges that playfulness or that togetherness yeah but yeah, I think that's that's everything that I have in the mind tank. Me too. For this particular info dump. I'm sorry that these podlets seem to be like the <laughs> longest Hatching. Things. Hatching into full pods. How long have we been talking, Chris? We've been talking for one hour and 17 minutes. That's not terrible. No. But maybe right. only in comparison with the super long normal pods. Yeah. Yeah. Getting shorter <laughs> all the time, though, doing them remotely. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Anyway. Um, perhaps we'll do another one of these perhaps we won't I don't know yet but I'm just going to jump into the sea while okay. we end this hang on oh wait no I used my ladder whoops that was a <laughs> that was a faux pas <laughs> hang on a second sorry that's alright we have to make sure that the stage is set for you to jump into the sea okay okay yeah <laughs> my battery's about to go anyway so <laughs> really? um Shall we... What, what do we say at the end of we this? We just say bye. Oh, okay. Well, bye. I mean, if you want to give your... <laughs> oh, I've raised my hand in a kind of Animal Crossing greeting slash farewell. I see. So it's over now. And I said ding. So, yeah. The, you know how they... In the game. We need to... Maybe a soundboard for that. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I'll leave that with you. Okay. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening, villagers. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everyone except Isabel.